How do the Charlotte Hornets stack up against the other teams in the leagues when it comes to futures rankings? We'll get to that, specifically talk about Brandon Miller and provide any Kai Jones updates. All today on Locked on Hornets. You are Locked on Hornets, your daily Charlotte Hornets podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cause we live. We live. <laughs> Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Thanks for making us your first listen. We're free and available anywhere you get your podcasts, and that does include YouTube. I do want to say this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more right now. New customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. That's Doug Branson. Find him on his Substack, every HornetsBoxScore.com. I'm Walker Mail. Listen to me on Sports Radio 92.7 FM every weekday from 12 to 3 p.m. And it's here, folks. The Daily Pod is back. We will be with you daily going into the NBA regular season, post-NBA regular season, off-season. We'll have the one-and-a-half-month break, and it's going to be a long way from now, though. We'll be with you pretty much daily up until July and early August. We're in for the long haul, baby. How are you feeling, Doug? Well, I mean, if I'm being honest, I'm I'm unwell. Uh, I know. I'm feeling <laughs> feeling a little this, bit. This is daunting. The fact that it's going to be a long time until we go three days a week, but we're in it for the long haul again. Well, I'm excited. I mean, if everybody stays healthy, I mean, I was I was excited last season when we went daily because everything looked beautiful and and we looked like we had a Lamelo Ball All NBA season on deck. And so, yeah, I mean, you never know how seasons are going to turn out. But right at this moment, yeah, physically I'm feeling unwell. But mentally, emotionally, I'm ready to watch some basketball. I'm ready to start up every Hornets box score and all of the the uh, the notebook series that I did last season. I'm ready. I just hope everyone stays healthy. Okay, healthier so, than me, healthier than me right now. Yeah, I <laughs> totally agree with that. I hope everybody stays healthier than you and healthier than they were last year because they were. They might have been the most unhealthy team. I didn't. I don't remember some of the injury stats there. I, I think you know if, if you provide context where Lamelo was in and out of the lineup. Yeah, maybe he only. I mean, he played 36 games, but going in and wow. out. And then we, of course, saw a bunch of people that missed a lot of time last year. So who are the young guys, right? Who are the guys that can allow us to see brighter days in the future, whether it be this year or really specifically within the next three seasons? Bleacher Report put together rankings, future rankings for all teams in the NBA. And remember when Bobby Marks would do this? And two years ago, when they were the league pass team, they started to make some, you know, uh, make up some ground on some of the teams towards the top right. of that category in the league. And then the past two years, they've gone right back down. Andy Bailey of Bleacher Report has the Charlotte Hornets ranked 26th, Doug. And here's what he writes. Things were pretty bleak for the Hornets in 2022 and 23, but they won 43 games the season before and have potential all over the roster. Over the last two seasons, LaMelo Ball has averaged over 21 points, almost eight assists, and six and a half rebounds per game. He's also averaged over three uh, threes and one and a half steals. He shot 38% from deep. He's already a star and could be a top 10 to 15 player in three years. If Brandon Miller is the kind of high volume floor spacer, he has the potential to be. And Mark Williams develops into the prototypical rim runner and protector. Charlotte could be in pretty good shape. So I'll tell you this. Reading that breakdown after seeing the 26th ranking, actually pretty positive, Doug. 
actually pretty hopeful because of your second overall pick in Brandon Miller, higher than our boy Matt Moore on LaMelo Ball, potentially being right. a top 10 and top 15 player. And Mark Williams, you and I both love with what he did last year. What do you make of that right up in the rank? I mean, I think it's dead on. If you look at the teams that are around them, so Washington is last, Chicago next, Portland, then Toronto, then Charlotte, ahead of them are the Clippers because you know their their major pieces are old and injured, yeah. and what's what's next for them after that? San Antonio and then Detroit. So it's a lot of teams that are most of those teams are projected to finish towards the bottom of the rankings, and and it's a long way up for a lot of these teams, but for Charlotte. You know, there are a lot of ifs on this roster. If LaMelo can stay healthy, if Brandon Miller can reach, you know, his ceiling. But that's going to be years away. And so I think, you know, when you're looking at future rankings, you're, you know, you're, you're going to put teams that are potentially two to three years away. If a number of things go right, you're going to put those guys towards the bottom of the ranking. And, you know, it's all about climbing up, making making progress each season and that's the problem that the Hornets have had over the past couple of seasons they haven't been able to make that progress because of injuries but also I would say because of a lack of veteran leadership because of a lack of creativity in the offseason to provide this team with some with some pieces that aren't such big ifs and they've had some they've had a lot of off the court issues uh, that have that have held them back. I mean, they you know honestly off that forty three game or off that forty three win season, you would think that this Charlotte team would be a lot higher on this list right now than they are, but they aren't because of all the factors that I just listed. Well, and if you I guess based on some criteria, I thought Charlotte would be even lower, especially with some of the teams that they finished in front of. But Andy says, how will the NBA look in three years based on contract uh, contract situations? upside for individual players and what we've already seen from teams around the league. Here's a look into the crystal ball for the 2026 power rankings. So I guess with all of that, that's how he comes up with the Charlotte Hornets being 26th. But if you look at some of the teams they finished in front of Detroit, who does have talent. Yeah. They've been tanking for quite some time, but if you just wanted to go young potential star for young potential star, Detroit's got a, quite a few. Jalen Duran, we still really like, even if we like Mark Williams a lot right now. You have Jaden Ivey, who could be very good. Cade Cunningham, even if everybody's kind of iffy, that's that's the idea. You have a couple of lottery tickets there. Scoot Henderson and Shaden Sharp for Portland. They finish in front of them. They finish in front of the Spurs, where they still have some younger players. Oh, yeah, and then they just drafted Wimby. So it goes to show you that even Andy... You know, despite some of those other stars, potential stars in the making is picking the Charlotte Hornets because of Mark Williams, Brandon Miller and LaMelo. Not to mention, we know that Mitch Kupchak has done a pretty good job with some of these second round picks. So if you want to yeah. bring in by any chance, a, you know, JT Thor being a rotation player, I know we're starting Mar to stretch Thor. a little bit. Right. Like just any, just any second round pick Thor was the example. Then maybe uh, they can start to build this uh, foundation and uh, you can feel pretty good about it. Um, in three years maybe I mean the big x factor there that I don't know that Andy Bailey uh, or the Andy Bailey did the uh the Brandon Miller rankings but um uh, okay whoever did these bleacher report future rankings I'll figure that out in a minute we'll give him credit in the next segment but whoever did these bleacher report future rankings it's Andy it's Andy I thought okay. so yeah a little okay so we're doing a double dose of Bailey got it yeah uh, that's right <laughs> I could use a double that right shot now, of Bailey's yeah love it <laughs> love it in the morning probably, probably help me at this point um <laughs> you know I don't know that they took I don't know that Andy took this into account. But the big X factor 
that I'm not sure that any of these other teams that I listed that are around them and these future rankings have to take into consideration is a new ownership group. And two two individuals that that could invest heavily in this team in the future, or say, "All right, we've got what we need, and we're going to play it cheap, like we always have, and just keep going as we always have." So that's that's a big X factor. I think Mark Williams is the underrated piece here of this puzzle because it's easy to look at Lamelo Ball and say, "Well, if he goes All NBA, then the trajectory of this team changes." And Brandon Miller, if he reaches his like Jason Tatum ceiling, well, then all bets are off. But Mark Williams is sitting there being a piece that this franchise has not had in a long, long time, and that's a potential uh, dominant center that could help facilitate, uh, you know, can help allow LaMelo Ball to reach that potential, could help Brandon Miller reach that and and provide this team with a defensive presence that could elevate them to a p- playoff position, which is what all of these players, LaMelo, Brandon, all these players, they need playoff experience. And once people can see how they perform on that level, then, you know, the Andy Bailey's of the world are going to start moving Charlotte up into these rankings. But if they continue to finish outside of the playoff window, then they're going to remain at the bottom of these types of lists. Also, Miles Bridges, P.J. Washington, you know, those guys are younger. Who knows about Miles? You just locked in P.J. for a little while. So, those are guys that can help those other players too become stars because they're at least PJ. PJ's not going to get in the way of stardom for anybody, right? Miles might, depending on how long he'd be here. Maybe he would overtake that. But PJ is just going to be here to make the smart pass, shoot threes. And Miles, you know, still a younger, younger player, not the youngest anymore. But so I think that's something that has to be in consideration. Yeah. All right, let's go to. Uh, I don't know if he's the youngest, but we can go to one of the younger players in the upcoming segment next on Locked on Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Here we are talking futures rankings. We'll specifically mention Brandon Miller and where he ranks in terms of ceiling compared to the other 2023 NBA draft class members. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. It's so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads player props over unders even more than that visit fanduel.com slash locked on and kick off the nfl season fanduel the official partner of the nfl more locked on hornets coming up next all right doug so the whole team ranked 26th when you're looking three years ahead what about brandon miller and in terms of him reaching his ceiling what what are the chances that he could reach his ceiling as much as anybody else that was selected in this past draft class and what are the chances he hits that so Andy Bailey, our boy, double shot of Bailey. Here's the second one. Get ready, folks. He has Brandon Miller number five in that. So Brandon Miller is behind Victor Webinyama, the Thompson twins, and Scoot Henderson. And so here's what he writes. Thanks to his shooting, Brandon Miller is probably in the conversation for the highest floor of any prospect. During his lone season at Alabama, he took seven and a half threes per game, high volume and high percentage with 38.4% of those attempts going in. Also shot 86% at the free throw line. If he develops into a little more than a floor spacer with forward size, he should be able to help a team's bottom line for years to come. But a few other numbers from college suggest there's a chance he might be more than just the floor spacer. He averaged three and a half assists, one and a half steals, one and a half blocks per 100 possessions. And those aren't huge numbers at the college level, but they're at least worth noting and at 20 years old there's plenty of time for Miller to explore those areas of his game 
What do you make of Andy Bailey's ranking? Brandon Miller, top five in terms of ceiling behind the Thompson twins, Wimby, and Scoot Henderson. So I was okay with the future ranking, 26 for the Charlotte Hornets. I am far less okay with this ranking. Because you look at it, you go, wow, Brandon Miller, top five, great. But there really, I mean, there weren't a ton of like high ceiling guys in this draft, right? I mean, the only other player that you could even, I think, consider putting in this list would be the guy that rode Wimby's coattails into the top 10 of the draft, which is Bilal Koulibaly. Like you just look at the physical gifts that Koulibaly has, and you go, okay, this guy could be, you know, a, a sneak ceiling player here. But everybody else, I mean, Anthony Black, Jarris Walker, Taylor Hendricks, Kason Wallace, uh, Jet Howard, none of those guys you're really going to consider, I think, high ceiling players. Weirdly enough, maybe Cam Whitmore after falling because of the injury. I know people love Cam Whitmore. I love Cam Whitmore. Yeah, yeah. but obviously there's, there's something going on there. But anyway. The injury stuff, yeah. Yeah, so you can look at it and go, well, he made top five, but top five is really pretty much the bottom of this kind of ceiling list. And and I just think that Brandon Miller possesses so many things on both ends of the floor. And when I look at guys with, in terms of like how high the ceiling can get, I think you have to look at players that can play on both ends that can do it two-way. And that's what Brandon Miller provides you with. And the Thompson Twins, they have so much room to grow on the shooting, but that's that's da- that's always dangerous. <laughs> Bobcats fans know that with MKG. Guys that come in with broken jump shots, it's a big if, if that's ever going to get to a point where they're not a liability on that end. Now, yes, mm-hmm. the Thompson Twins are super athletic. They're going to drive that basketball all day and all night. But, you know, I think shooting, you know, Walker, it's still, you know, it's pretty important in this league right now. And if they don't have it and they never get it, that's going to severely limit what they can do. Brandon Miller already has that. And he's he's willing to be a good to great defender in this league. I just think you have to have him at least three in front of the Thompson twins. And then I think you can have the argument versus Scoot uh, that we really had all summer long. We didn't have an argument about it. <laughs> but well, we argued with other people about it, for sure. Yeah, um, I think Wimby, number one, is clear. So you can't argue that. I, like, I think this is, I'm not as mad about this as you are. And I think the reason is because the athleticism, I think that's what Andy is taking into effect here. And it's not that Brandon is completely non-athletic, but the Thompson twins, Scoot Henderson, are all freaks. And then Wimby is the guy that could be one of the best prospects we've ever seen. And I think that's what's being taken into account. And so when people talk about ceiling, yes, it depends on how you define that. I think what people are mentioning with ceiling is Brandon Miller has a skill right now that can be learned, but he's already learned it and mastered it in shooting, right? The Thompson twins theoretically could be very good shooters, but the odds of him them ever reaching Brandon Miller status on that are not going to happen. That's true for Scoot too. The fact that, you know, the odds of Scoot being as good of a shooter as Brandon Miller, the odds are against that as well. But Brandon Miller can't be taught the type of Thompson Twins athleticism as well as even Scoot Henderson. I think that's the thought process here. No, it's not the end-all be-all. If you are 100% certain that Brandon Miller is going to even add more to his game than just being the floor spacer, then, yeah, that's where that's where he is going to have the ceiling, right? Taking guys off of the dribble, you know, being someone that in a half-court possession, things get bogged down, there's five seconds to go on the shot clock, give it to Brandon. And even if he doesn't blow by you, he's still going to get to his spot a la Middleton, Gordon Hayward, or is there that Jason Tatum? Is there that Paul George high end comp that people were giving Brandon Miller? I think that's the type of 
ceiling that he could reach that helps him get there. But if you're talking about just overall athleticism, I think that's the key thing that Bailey is focused on. So I understand it, I, but it, it, you're right, Doug. It does seem to be not ignoring, but not emphasizing some of the other skills that Brandon Miller does bring to this team as the second overall pick. Listen, if you want to do a top five freaks list, then fine. Do a freaks list. And then Wimby and the Thompson twins. And yeah, that you can get freaky with those guys. There's no mm-hmm. doubt about it. I've watched the tape. I understand how freaky the Thompson twins can get. Uh, but this is, I, you know, to me, this is not a top five freaks list. This was a top five ceilings yeah. list. And I think yeah. Brandon Miller, pretty much everyone is in agreement that Brandon Miller's ceiling is some level of like Jason Tatum or like prototypical NBA super wing. And I think that's a pretty damn high ceiling. And 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 I think he has all the tools right now necessary to reach it. All he has to do is get stronger and continue to hone those skills and, and get under the bright lights and perform. And I, I just think he should be higher on this list. Uh, I will say defensively, Asar Thompson looks very, very good. Um, but defensively, Brandon Miller, Brandon Miller is, is the smart player. We saw him in summer league. It's and fine. that's what I like it's about fine. Bailey. Uh, putting some of that stuff there after the shooting it's you know can he build upon that with some of the other skills and the stats that he mentioned per 100 possessions in college yeah that that's the stuff that okay can that come at a higher volume just like the shooting was already in college so that'll be interesting to see that that's fine if you want to listen if you want to do mutant league basketball okay if you want to do circus freak show andy bailey i got my you know what i was good with andy bailey in segment one now i've got my eyes on andy bailey this list is fraudulent. This is not a ceilings list. This is a freaks list, and and I'm not gonna have it. Not on this show. Not while not while I'm feeling this poor. You know, he, okay. he caught Andy Bailey caught me on a bad day. I'm not feeling well, and I'm taking it out on Andy Bailey and this freaky list. And I think Brandon Miller, if you want a basketball player, if you want a player that can do, perform on both ends of the floor, that's what Brandon Miller's gonna do. That's that's reaching your ceiling. Kai Jones is a freak. Kai Jones athletically. <laughs> There's not a lot messing with that. No doubt about that. All right, let's go to the next segment. Coming up next on Locked On Hornets. Don't go to sleep on the Hornets just yet. Any more updates on Kai Jones? What have we been seeing from him lately? And the big question is, is this made a big deal all for nothing? We'll talk about that coming up in the last segment of Locked On Hornets. All right, Doug, Kai Jones. Um, Look, I have not seen, after he called out Mark Williams, we discussed that, after he called out Nick Richards in response to fans tweeting and or posting to him on Instagram, he talked about Nick Richards and Mark Williams, you know, why they were worse basketball players than he was. Then he started calling out cooking prime diesel. Yes, that's right. Somebody asked him, well, you're not as good as Shaq, right? He's like, no, I would cook cook prime diesel is what he said i love every word choice there uh then he said he would beat lebron one-on-one so when he talks about Shaq and lebron it it goes to such a an insincere place where it's like okay now now is he just ultimately trolling us if so i i guess the the joke lands for you I don't get it if if now it, if everything's just going nuts so even more so like I I don't know is there anything to make of him saying he'd cook prime diesel if he'd beat LeBron one on one what yeah what what are the latest uh, thoughts from you Doug as as far as Kai Jones is concerned Well I think he went even one level up from prime diesel 
uh, he went to Prime Jordan. Someone uh, on Twitter. I did not see him, the Jordan comment. There's too many. I can't keep up with all the stars that he's calling out now. I thought it ended with LeBron and Shaq. I didn't even see the MJ comment. He's tweeting a lot, <laughs> and he's replying. <laughs> he's replying a lot. Look, if you're listening to the show and oh. you've just been dying for a player to respond to to your tweet, I mean, Kai is providing it for you. If you, no, we just endorsed if, it. Oh no. If you, I'm not endorsing it. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying if that's no, what you. In fact, I'm I'm anti endorsing yeah. it because I've said this whole time the yeah. biggest problem because i don't know what's going on in kai jones's life beyond what i'm seeing here in the posts and the instagram lives okay so i, I i'm not going to comment on any of that and i'm not going to i'm not really even going to lend any credence to any of the rumors okay but what i will say is that what worries me about the only thing that i can attach myself to that i can say yes i understand this and i and i'm worried about it is that he's responding to all these trolls that he's letting that into his life, that he's consuming yeah. that stuff. Cause I just think that's not, that's not healthy for any individual, but certainly someone um, that, that is in the spotlight like Kai is as a professional athlete. But yes, in this tweet, uh, someone says one-on-one, -on -one, do you think you can beat prime Jordan? And he, Kai Jones says hundred percent. Now in defense of Kai Jones, uh, we don't know which Jordan it could have been prime Deandre Jordan. I think Kai yeah. Jones could take prime Deandre Jordan. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't uh, think so, but yeah, maybe, maybe, right, well, maybe. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to help him out. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and, but he also, that's not the only Michael uh, that he compared himself to. He also compared himself to Michael Jackson. Oh, okay. So there's that there, as well. There you go. I think really at this point only, I think, uh, you know, the only place he has to go at this point is the Beatles route and just compare yourself to Jesus Christ. I mean, I think that's yeah, the only, really the only one left, well. the only, the only place that he can get to. Uh, look, all of this is odd, um, but it is will it all blow over when we get to training camp? Because we are in a summer uh, summer mood still. Uh, we're coming out of it. We're getting into fall. Football's back. People are people. It came at that perfect moment, like right before I think football really kicked into high gear, and mm -hmm. uh, you know, and and people could pay attention. But like once training camps kick off for basketball. Like all this stuff goes away and, and, you know, has he really ruined any relationships or are people like, well, that's just Kai being Kai, or maybe they have inside information about what's going on in his life that would, that would account for all of this. And they go, look, we're just going to give Kai the benefit of the doubt. Let's, let's get the basketball and let's go hoop. You know, hopefully that's, that's what the situation ends up being. Yeah. This is not some monster storyline heading into the season, but I, I don't know if it'll just die completely because Kai Jones, as you mentioned, he just keeps responding. He just keeps tweeting and it's nonstop. And you're right. I've seen some of the more benign tweets where there's just a bunch of emojis and, you know, self uplifters on Twitter. That's all I've seen. That's all fine. But when you're calling out players and there's the potential that you continue to do that, then it's going to be somewhat of a story. And look, camaraderie. Yeah. It's not like we, we say they have to like each other, but I just wonder if there's even the respect level there too. I mean, if you're Mark Williams and you're Nick Richards coming in, you're probably not thrilled with it. Mark had the funny response with the 50 cent meme there after the video of him. And I believe it was Floyd Mayweather, but like he's, so he, he did the right thing. Honestly, he acknowledged it. He made a joke out of it and he moved on, but it's just also bizarre, Doug. It's also odd. I, I, I'm not saying that it's so locker room damaging, but I don't think it's going to be something that just completely goes away because Kai Jones won't let it die. He won't. Yeah. He keeps tweeting. He keeps going to and he and he's still involved. This isn't a case where, hey, where's Kai? He's off doing his own thing and he's not showing up for practice or anything. No, we know where he is. Hell, he's posted it on Instagram live like we know where he is. 
And that's what makes this all so bizarre. It's just, yeah, yeah it's so weird. So it's, it's funny. You, you, you want your, you want your young players to be delusionally confident. You just don't want them airing it out on social media constantly. <laughs> yeah. You want them, you know, just sort of like having that confidence and then kind of feeding that beast and, and then going out there and performing on the court. You don't want to see that delusional confidence, but that's what we're seeing. I mean, he is Kai Jones is leaking delusional confidence all over, uh, you know, the town square. And I think that's what is hitting people in an odd way. I don't know if you saw this as well, but there was some kind of parody account that tweeted a video of Kai Jones playing at Texas, like a Texas highlight reel. And and this is a, a account called ball. Don't stop. Oh, but yeah. I think it's a parody of, of maybe a real account. I don't know. But anyway, the, this tweet says the Hornets lackadaisical development has been the real reason Kai Jones hasn't made an all-star team yet. And then it goes yep. on, but I don't, I don't need to read the rest of it. The interesting part is that Isaiah Thomas, former Charlotte Hornet, Isaiah Thomas, uh, replied to this tweet and said, stop it. It has nothing to do with Hornets development. I was there and seen how legit the team development was. It's a lot of other things going on. Kai is good, but you have to be good every day. Discipline and attentive to detail. Young players lack that to get on the floor consistently. So there's a little, um, I don't know if you saw that, Walker, yeah, but there's a little veteran veteran uh, Isaiah Thomas piece coming in and saying, you know, nothing wrong with the Hornets team player development system and that's not you can't and again this was a kind of a trolley tweet that he was replying to and everybody got in the mentions like hey it this was not not real but interestingly something that was a parody thing gets it to say something about the hornets get, pulling back the curtain a little yeah. bit and saying look player development nothing wrong with that but we look at you know i think a lot of wh whether you're a kai jones stan or just a young player stan or or a hornets fan you look at the highlight reels for not only at Texas, but you look at Kai Jones, what he what he does in summer league and what he did in the few opportunities that he had last season. You go, man, there's so much there. There's so much that he can do that guys his size shouldn't be able to do. What's the holdup? And IT is sitting here telling you there are some things happening behind the scenes right. that coaches look at and go, I can't give that guy time over this other guy who is doing things the right way. And and it's it's only confirmed, right? We we know all that already. And again, it's not like this is unforeseen. When he was selected, we all knew it was going to be a big old project with Kai Jones. We knew this, right? And here we are going into his third season. It's not crazy. It's just when you try to convince yourself that you're in it for the three-year long haul waiting to see. Now, he hasn't improved, right? You want to see shades of improvement, and that's the real issue. So, you know, that that is understood. But we did know that there was a big old possibility that he didn't, that he wouldn't improve. And that's how it's played out so far to the point where Mark Williams comes in as a first round pick, immediately passes him as a more valuable center. And now here we are. I mean, you know, I know we joke about my love for James Naji, but like defensively, Doug, it, there's no one in the world, right? That trusts Kai Jones defensively more than James Naji. I just, there's just not like that. So now you're talking about, I think it was Nada, the way he put it. Najee is deciding to play with Greensboro and Hornets deciding to keep Najee away. Uh, Jones is from, you know, not even being on this roster. Like that's, a, that's a possible thing. So we'll see how it plays out. I hope the best for him wherever it's here with Charlotte or to a different team, but man, I, I wouldn't doubt him going to a different team at all right now. Final thoughts from you. We have been talking about Kai Jones a lot 
probably uh, more than his uh, statistical contributions uh, would warrant. That's right. But because we've been talking about him a lot, we some of the Kai Jones commenters that don't really watch the show a ton have come out of the woodwork because they, you know, the algorithm serves it up to them and they they feel mm-hmm. the need to comment on something that they haven't watched a lot. And all of the comments seem to have a common thread, which is that the Hornets don't know how to use Kai Jones, that Kai Jones is not a center. They're very adamant about that. Kai Jones is not a center. Okay. Some of them will go so far as to say that Kai Jones is a guard. He's not even a, he's not even a power forward. He's not even a forward. Love he's it. a guard, um, which, which are very interesting. But I think if you look at those and then you look at how Kai Jones plays when he's given the opportunity, I mean, I kind of think that Kai Jones feels a little bit like that too, that maybe he's oh, no, playing 100%. way 100%. out of position. And that's part of, I think that's part of the issue is that he's being asked to fill a role that his body type would suggest he could fill and one where he would be he's been given an opportunity to solidify a roster spot with the Charlotte Hornets not with the Greensboro Swarm but with the Charlotte Hornets and he's unable to almost he can't help himself that he wants to be something that I don't yeah. think that any of the coaches here or anywhere else honestly would project him out to be and that's that's a big problem all right, thanks for making Lockdown Hornets your first listen today. Make your second listen game-to-game game NBA. Every moment, every top performance, every result, especially during the regular season. Of course, Lockdown Game-to-Game covers every game from across the league with local analysis that only Lockdown can deliver. Follow Game-to-Game game on Lockdown NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Same for us, by the way. Go check out Doug Substack, everyhornetsboxscore.com, and text them, subtext Doug. Tell the people how they can reach you. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets. Now is the time. Get signed up. 14-day free trial. You basically get 1v1 access to me via text. I'm texting out rumors. I'm texting out things that are happening. As we get closer to training camp, uh, you know, things are going to heat up. Uh, so definitely join now. Uh, get started. Join subtext.com forward slash locked on Hornets. Get all my depraved Hornets thoughts. All right. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. What a fantastic pitch that was. Make sure you go check that out. All right. Thanks for joining us, making us your first listen. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Have a great rest of your day.